You're listening to After Hours Conversations with Veronica, brought to you by Veronica Lane Consulting, LLC. to After Hours Conversations with Veronica, and I'm Veronica. Um, I'm a certified project management professional, an Agile certified practitioner. I train all over the country, pre-COVID. Now, I am doing things like this, and from the things that, that I've learned across the country is that most people only think of project management based upon the projects that they run. There's so many other aspects of project management out there. And so I am blessed and excited. We have Tony McCoy. Welcome, Tony. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Veronica. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. I'm excited. So like I stated prior, this is Conversations with Veronica. So for all of you that are listening, you get to know us today, right? We are not at work. We are so very much after hours and and it's exciting, quite quite frankly, to just be able to have a conversation with someone, for, for us to actually be ourselves about the things that we're so passionate about. And most of us are really passionate about what we do during the course of our day. Um, you you know that project <laughs> management is a thing, right, Tony? Absolutely. It is literally what business revolves around. Okay. <laughs> we're constantly doing projects. <laughs> if you could, if you could, because I don't know if a lot of people are like me, um, but I didn't really know a lot about virtual assistants. Now, I, I will tell you that I get hit hard and heavy on LinkedIn. I oh, get hit yes. hard and heavy on LinkedIn. I have people from all around the world asking me, would you mind if I can be your virtual assistant? And I'll be honest with you, I have always said no. And and I'm sure that one of the reasons why I say no is because I think that I can do it all. What do you think about that? That is it in a nutshell for most business owners. I mean, we want to have control over our baby. You know, you nurture your business. You want to do all of the things. Um, Virtual assisting isn't new. However, um, most people have never heard of one or they've heard of it. They don't believe they can afford one. They don't exactly know what a virtual assistant can do for them Mm -hmm. and the answer to what a virtual assistant can do for you it's pretty much anything that doesn't require uh, physically touching something in your business so if you own a restaurant they can't come cook the food but (laughs) anything on the back end of your business a virtual assistant can handle for you well that's fantastic that's fantastic so so when i would think of project management then are we talking about project management for you? Or are we talking about project management for your clients? 
both. I use project management both to run my business. Uh, I use it in and on my business. So both aspects. Okay. So in project management, how, how we tend to think about it is that project management only comes into play when we have to fix something. And, and one of the things that we always say is that projects don't fail at the end. Projects fail in the beginning. Absolutely. <laughs> so so when I when I think about the world, all I can see are things that need to be fixed. And if you were assisting someone, what would be the first thing that you would say? The first thing I would say is, um, what are you currently doing? What's working and what's not working? Okay. And are you trying to reinvent the wheel every time you do something? Mm. So for me and my business, I always try to help business owners reclaim their time, reclaim their time because they're so passionate about all the things of their business. And if you're trying to constantly reinvent the wheel every single time, then you're expending a lot of energy that you don't really need to. And that's where project management comes into play because we can create uh, actions that can be repeated over and over again within the business to get great results. So you would give me a methodology. I would give you a methodology and I would give you a system and setup to execute. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because most of us need that. We, I would, I would love to say that once we get to a particular level in our businesses, we know everything that needs to be done. But what I'm learning, especially with the CEOs that I work with, they actually welcome someone to tell them what to do. I know that sounds crazy, but we we also need somebody. We do. Who can say, you know what? I know you said that you should be doing that, but I don't think you need to be doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. So what I always tell people is, you know you need a virtual assistant when you're doing tasks that you don't want to do, you don't know how to do, or you simply should not be doing. And for me, I help business owners work in their zone of genius. If your zone of genius is creating, painting, designing, um, whatever that could be, should you really be expounding your energy, answering emails, or should you be creating more of what's in your zone of genius? Hmm. So now, when did you find out that it was officially project management that you were doing? Did you did you fall into that? Like, how did how did that realization come into play? I tripped right into project management <laughs> <when> <laughs> I was a virtual assistant because um, I had so many clients operating at one time, I had to set up project management for myself first in order to manage them in their projects. So I kind of did a refresh and a reset on my business after the first few months because I found myself running in circles. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you know, you need project management when it's 10 o'clock at night and you're like, did I get everything done? Am I missing something? Should I be doing something else? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was expounding my energy worrying about if I did all the things. Mm -hmm. So I was literally drop kicked right into learning it (laughs) and uh, setting it up for myself on the back end. And, you know, that just helped my business run smoothly thus in turn helps them run more smoothly as well. Now, most of us do think of ourselves as accidental project management. Like no one actually starts off saying, you know what? I want to be a project manager. It, (laughs) It usually starts off where you are doing whatever you were hired to do. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, you're not actually doing that anymore. You are doing something else because someone says, oh my goodness. Tony was fantastic at that. I'm going to have Tony do this. And I'm going to have Tony do this. And I'm going to have Tony do this. And then you actually find yourself not doing what you were hired to do. Absolutely. And you're thinking to yourself, how in the world did I get here? But you're like, but I'm good at this. This is this is something that I'm really good at. Now, what, what was, I, I won't ask you the worst project because... Although it is conversations with Veronica, this is going public. So I am not going to put you on spot like that. But can you can you tell me one thing that you said? I I know that this works with everything that I touch. What what would that be? What works is clean onboarding. Okay. So for me. As you said, projects don't fail at the end, they fail at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So for me, having a really clear and clean onboarding process helps me set myself up up for success because what it does, it makes sure your clients know your expectations, your boundaries, what to expect out of the project um, or the tasks that they need completed as it relates to virtual assisting. Um, I'll, I'll probably call them tasks from here on out. So the tasks that they need completed, when can they expect them to be done? Um, and we get enough emails in the day. So it also helps me not get a million emails to have proper tools in place. So you don't ever have to worry about when is this going to be due or when can I expect this project management and the tools that's available will help them understand and have a really clean and clear picture of when to expect things. So it's as if you're setting up your rules of engagement. Absolutely. (laughs) This is how we get down from here on out. We are not going to do that thing. I know you're used to telling people what to do, but you've hired me. Oh, you, you have hired me. (laughs) We don't do this. So even though this might work with everyone else, in fact, one of my one of the things that that my sister used to say a lot, and I think she was referencing me. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it, but she would always say, "This is me, and this is a can of paint." Now you know me from a can of paint. There are there are certain things that are going to happen, and right. certain things that aren't going to happen, and I am so confident in what I do that I've set up everything for you to be successful. 
Absolutely. So no longer are you chasing down what needs to be done via email or phone all day. Mm -hmm. Go do the thing that you started your business to do, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Go live the dream. Instead of chasing the work, go live the dream. And that's the environment that I want to create and that I create for my clients. I got you. I got you. Now, would you be able to offer us the best advice that you have as a project leader? What? So let's just say that I am relatively new. I am not totally green, right? I have run, run projects, but I'm not actually certified yet. I've just started to take on projects. Mm-hmm. I am comfortable, but I'm not that comfortable. What advice would you give me so so that I can start off correctly? One, trust the process and trust yourself. But with that trust, validate your systems. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, I'm a person, I want to eat it first. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to give it to someone else, why not use it for your own personal life and your personal business? So start setting up projects and project management for yourself mm-hmm. and test your systems. And then you'll learn to trust yourself even more. So when you get that client and it's a huge project, you know that you tried your system through and through and that it works. So trust the process, trust yourself, but validate what you put in place. Understood. Understood. Now, Productivity, you know, we would we would all like to say <laughs> that we're productive during the course of our day. Prior to the expertise that you currently have, would you say that other people have been in charge of your day? Not, not to say that you haven't had lists, right? We all put together a six most important things list, but there's... There is someone that I call the others, the others. It it doesn't matter how fast you walk or how slow they walk. They are going to catch up and they are going to try to take your time because you're excellent, right? So there are hundreds, thousands of people who who know how fantastic you are. Right. (laughs) How do you stop them? Ah, stop. That, That sounds so harsh. How would you make sure that you're productive and a team player, right? Because you need to get your stuff done, but hate it for you. Everyone thinks that you're fantastic, which in turn means that everyone is is going to come and say, you know what, Tony, I loved it when you do this. And I want you to teach me how to do this. What, what do you say to them, how how do you make sure that not only you're productive, but the others? So what I like to call it is protecting your time. You have to protect your time. And the way that I protect my time is by time blocking. So for me, pretty much everything with the flow of my day is blocked out, meaning I have... Um, work time 
where I have concentrated work time, Mm -hmm. nothing can disturb me during my concentrated work time. That means your biggest uh, distraction, a.k.a. this bad boy (laughs) right here. Last for that. (laughs) The phone. Mm -hmm. Notifications go off during my focus work time. I don't have pings and things going off everywhere because that's where you get drawn into the time suck, right? Mm -hmm. You hear the ping of an email or you hear the ping of a message go off somewhere and you automatically, it's like a magnet and you're like here, right? Mm -hmm. And some studies show it takes about 20 minutes to regain your focus. Mm -hmm. So think about how many times a day your phone could potentially go off. And you're losing that time. So I build those things into my day. I build in email checks. I build in scroll time on social media. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I build in my lunch time. I build in mindset time and relax time and break time and those types of things. And that's how you protect your time. When it comes to clients, a part of my onboarding is letting them know between this time and this time on most days, I'll be having focused work. Between this time and this time, I usually check emails. If you haven't heard from me by this time, you can usually expect follow-up by this time. So setting those expectations and boundaries up front help protect your time. So in turn, what I usually get when I get an email is, I know you're not going to see this until this time. I just wanted to let you know whatever that is, right? So you establish your boundaries and protect your time. You hold to what you said you were going to do, which that builds trust with the client. But you have to protect your time because if you're constantly checking emails and messages and things like that, you are not going to have time to get done what you need to get done. (laughs) So definitely time blocking is my thing (laughs) of how I stay productive and how I protect my time to get accomplished what I need to get accomplished in the workday. Now, let's just say... I start doing that because obviously I wasn't doing it before. So someone's going to say, you've been, you've been watching videos. You've been trying to up your game. You, I have staked everything during the course of my day on what you have done up until this point, because we always treat other people how to treat us. Right. So, so since we are doing that and now I am, what, what do we call it now? I'm brand new. I am brand new now. I am acting totally different. You've been made over. I've been made over. <laughs> I've been made over. I am I am going to send you over to uh, after hours conversations with Veronica because Tony said, Tony said that I get to chunk my day and I get to focus in on what I need to do. Yes. Hmm. They'll be mad at me. I'm just going to put it out into the air. They are not going to be happy with this new behavior. What should I tell them? What should I really say? What you say to them is this is a benefit to both you and I. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this just for me. I'm doing it so that I can be more productive for you as well. It's not necessarily all to benefit me. Mm -hmm. And that way you know what to expect and when to expect it. And you're not worried about, did I see the email? Did I not see the email? When am I going to get a response? 
you'll already know the expectation of when you can expect a response. Now, I do have some fail-safes in place with, with my clients. So if it's something urgent, they know, put in the subject line, urgent. So that way, when I do go and it's my time to check the email, my eye is automatically going to go to urgent in all caps first. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. And so, you know, you, you put things in place to build that trust factor with your clients so that they know exactly what to expect from you and when to expect it. Now, I will tell you that during most of my career, I have been the only female in meetings and or the only black female in meetings. Have you experienced anything like that? Um, is, Is there some sort of gender bias in your field? So I wouldn't say there is a gender bias because majority of virtual assistants that I've met are women. Um, There has been times where there has been some racial bias. I have experienced that in my field. Um, But a lot of times what I've experienced is even in the corporate world is well, what used to be my struggle in the corporate world was age bias <laughs> because I was always the youngest person in the room. Now I'm an old hen now, <laughs> but in my corporate life, there's always been uh, me being the youngest leader or director in the room. Um, but with that, I had great trainings um, of age and gender and how to work across the board with people of different ages and things like that. So it really helped me um, expand my territory a little bit. So, um, you know, when you've led a team where everybody's older than you, you have to work a little bit different. And so I always approach people and meet them where they are um, in their business. And we just kind of go from there. But as far as gender bias, most people are usually um, women in the industry anyway. you do have meet people with different expectations. I'll say that. Would you feel comfortable telling me a time that you failed as a product, as a project leader? Did that ever happen? Absolutely. If you're not failing, if you haven't failed, you haven't done something right. Like Mm -hmm. at some point you, 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 you're going to fail. Right. And I would say when I first got started, Um, when I didn't have all these things in place and I was just kind of winging it, like I knew what I needed to do. I knew how to do it. I hadn't put it together in a way to set myself up for success. So when I first started juggling two to three clients, (laughs) right. Um, I'm like, you know, I know there was something I was supposed to do. I know there was something I was supposed to do. And it ended up being like an email that needed to go out a certain time, like a newsletter that needed to go out at 10 o'clock in the morning on XYZ day. And at 10.03, my client messaged me and was like, hey, uh, I didn't see the newsletter come through. And I'm like, 
oh crap that's what it was (laughs) (laughs) yes and so from there you know nobody wants to let people down right like integrity is doing what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it and I do consider myself a person of integrity I just didn't have the tools in place to help me balance it all at that time. Gotcha. Uh, and it was a growing pain of my business. And never again <laughs> did the newsletter <laughs> not go out, you know, but it was shame on me for not having those things into place at that time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, what do you think about training? Do you do a lot of up training? Do you, do you feel as though what, what I know today is what I need to know and I'm good. What are your what are your thoughts on training? Oh gosh. I have invested so much into trainings and courses. Um, I feel like if you're gonna stop learning, you're gonna limit yourself to what you can do because technology is always uh, changing. There's always a new and improved method to do it. Now, I'm not saying go out and buy every training under the sun and chase all of the things, right? But I'm just saying I like to stay fresh and I like to stay in learning mode. I think a lot of people get very comfortable and complacent with where they're at in their business and like, this is just how it's done. And I've never been a person like, this is the way it's always been done. And that's just that. Right. So um, I love to learn. I love to try out new methods and ways of doing things. That doesn't mean every time I learn something new, I'm just going to wipe the board clean and we're going to jump on that ship. But I do like to be very dynamic in the things that I know and the systems that I know, because something may not be a right fit for somebody and it may be a right for somebody else, depending on what that system or piece of knowledge is. So I am always learning and I have it built in my, my week, (laughs) protect your time. So I have personal development built into my work week and it's time blocked on my calendar yet again, to make sure that I keep my appointment with myself so that I can continue to learn and grow. That's beautiful because if, if our cup doesn't runneth over, then I can't possibly spill greatness into somebody else. I have to make sure Yes. That I'm on point, right? And I would I would love to say that we're all perfect, but but there there are different pieces. I I totally I am a forever learner, a yes. forever learner. Now sometimes I learn what not to do. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, um, because there are there are there are some some people who aren't in love with their bosses, right? They aren't, they aren't in love with them. But if we continue to help them be productive because of the systems and our toolbox and, and the fact that we can see things and say, you know what? I bet you this would work in this situation. I don't even need yeah. to tell them about this. I got this. That's why they hired me. Right. <laughs> that's, that's why I was hired. Okay. Um, so we are close to the end. And what I always love to do is give you the opportunity to ask me a project management question. Is there something that I would be able to help you with or share with you with respect to project management, whether it's 
agile waterfall. It doesn't matter. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So for me, my question to you is, what do you do when you first get a client that says, I need project management? How do you approach the situation with them? Okay. Well, the, the very first thing is I make sure that they actually need it. So we will put, put together something called a business case. Mm-hmm. And with that business case, we're going to talk about all the objectives that they have for, for their business mm-hmm. and then find out based upon our conversations whether or not this is going to fix it or whether something else is going to fix it. I'll be, I'll be quite frank. I am not the most inexpensive project manager. Amen. I have retired. So if, if you bring me out, if you bring me back in to the fold, Amen. <laughs> we need to make sure that this is what you really want. And, and then of course um, I, if, if during our conversations we actually find out that that there is no true business case to to have me on, but perhaps there's a business case for for me to train yes. your staff, right? And so if that works better, I can just come in periodically, um, make sure that they have all of the tools and techniques necessary to be absolutely fantastic. Amen. I don't need them to be excellent. You know, I, <laughs> I need for them to know that they can do all of the things and, and that they have me as a resource. But I am overjoyed that you were able to spend time with us today. I'm I know. overjoyed to be here. I'm overjoyed to be here. I, I just know that, that there are a lot of people who are going to get nuggets of truth, nuggets of ahas, uh, so that they know how to get in contact with you. And I definitely want to give you the opportunity to do that. So please tell me, how would we be able to reach you? Sure. You can reach me at realmccoyvirtualsolutions.com. And you can reach me on social media, Instagram at Miss Tony McCoy. And you can also find me on Facebook at Real McCoy Virtual Solutions. I am so excited. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, everyone out in La La Land. Um, And thank you for being you. Being you. You are appreciated. Everyone have a wonderful night. Thank you for coming. You have been listening to After Hours Conversations with Veronica, brought to you by Veronica Lane Consulting, LLC.